0: This This is the the way where the only way way to go is to God. God.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about steps leading to a godly marriage. And so for the first point I want to make about this episode on, you know, steps leading to a godly marriage, is that you have to stay committed before you are actually married. Um, So a lot of times I know when people are aiming to get married or looking for that spouse they don't think about being committed like they're already married before they're married and one key verse that i want to read that kind of helps me out in understanding um being faithful in times like this is luke chapter 16 verse 10 and it reads like this it says if you are faithful in little things you will be faithful in large ones but if you are dishonest in little things you won't be honest with greater responsibilities and sometimes and I know this this whole chapter kind of talking about money and things but it's talking about being faithful in general and being honest and if you aren't faithful and honest when you're dating or you know in that stage before marriage with the person that you want to call your spouse someday then you're not going to make it there when it comes to the married life. So practice being committed before you're married is very key and a good way I want to start off this podcast, the first step.
0: So I do agree um, with Clarence when he talks about the um, being committed part because if you aren't committed to anything yourself, um, how are you going to do that when you have somebody else with you? So I think that's a good point to um, talk about. Yeah. So um, the next point I have is uh, getting yourself spiritually right. And that can mean reading your Bible, praying, and just having accountability. So that can be your partner, whoever you're choosing to um, you know, seek marriage with. You can have that option to have them have you accountable, hold you accountable, or someone that you um, trust close nearby you.
1: Right, yeah, I definitely agree. And having your partner be accountable to you is a very key, crucial part. If you can't be accountable with your partner, then that's kind of like, kind of scary in a sense, especially for those in a godly uh, marriage and seeking that. It's like, you're the main one you're going to have with them day in, day out, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a good point as well. Uh, another thing is you want to meet your soon to be spouse, spouse's family members. Right. You want to meet as many as you can. Um, You want to be involved with them um, as much as you can, because you're going to be with them for a lifetime. So you want to get to know as much as you can about them early on, you know, Um, and the earlier, the better for that. Right. I mean, come on. (laughs) It's crazy family members and everybody's family. Yeah, I
0: definitely think you should get to know them because you just you never know what you're walking into. And um, you know, God forbid, it's 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 a negative family. You don't want that. You don't want to be battling battling with that. You know, the whole time you guys are married, because that right. could kind of draw a, um a friction between you two.
1: Right, like the person you marry, you don't know if they have some crazies in their family. You know, so you definitely want to meet as many family members as you can. The soon to be spouse. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm saying that if they have someone crazy in the family, you have to say, oh, no, they're not the one for me. But sometimes for some people, that's a breaking point, you know, and you want to meet these family members, not just because of those things, but also because you want to know the family traditions. Right. You want to know the history of this family. You want to know all these different things. Right. Because during the holidays and the Christmas time, my family has a huge tradition they stick to. You want my wife had to learn that they go to South Carolina every year. Um, and travel up there, spend a few days up there, the family on my father's side. And they are very, very like consistent with this. You know, this is a yearly activity. This is annual.
0: And I think, um, Clarence is not trying to say like, that's going to be a ticket out. Um, if the family is crazy, you know, you have to make that decision for yourself and you just being aware of it. It could make it go by a little easier for you to transition into that. If you're not used to what they do or how they act.
1: Right. And like knowing these patterns of the family and their traditions, you got to see if this is something you want to be a part of or what you would be willing to change or even your spouse. And not only this, you want to know the boundaries. Like if you have crazy mothers-in-law, that's a real thing. (laughs) Talk to me, babe. That's a real thing, ain't it? Like, sometimes you got to know boundaries. So you want to meet as many family members as you can so you can create these boundaries. And establish
0: that relationship with them. Early on. So another point that I have is no sexual activities whatsoever. Especially Mm -hmm. because this is a godly podcast. You know, I would hope and pray that you guys um, would want that same, you know, to be honoring God before him. You know, before... Before you guys even take that step or that leap of faith, you just um, going back to the establishing boundaries and committing yourself, you guys need to um, just abstain from it. Um, that yeah. means, you know, having somebody intercede or always meeting at a certain time like night because sometimes, you know, a lot of stuff can go down at night. So... Just being more open and going in public places, I think that would help as well. Um, me and Clarence definitely had our battles um, early on when we were mm-hmm. um, boyfriend and girlfriend so I definitely um, know how hard that could be for you and your partner but um, it's best to keep um, have strategies to help you guys and don't set yourself up in that you know in environment or that place where you can even have that, you know, option.
1: Yeah, because me and Terry, like she said, we was battling that early on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. with fornication, um, sex before marriage. And we really pushed this because before we got married, we was having such a hard time with it. We told ourselves, we're not getting married until we abstain from sex. Mm -hmm. So we agreed yeah we waited a whole year before we actually were married to make sure we had no sex before marriage and that could really test to see if your relationship is even true you know like Mm -hmm. even if you may have just desires for sex for one another but you don't really value all the other aspects of marriage and being with someone for a lifetime until you see yourselves outside of this sexual bubble that you have or whatever fantasy in your eyes for them or just you know, passion you have for them, which is okay to have, but it can, it can, it can help. I mean, it, in a sense, it could distract you from other things that you may need to be observing before being married, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a good point. Um, you should definitely discuss finances. Um, I had to bring this up because most marriages end due to money differences. You know, you got to see how you plan on handling your debt, how you plan on handling spending and saving your money, you know, cause there's student loans, you know, this is real life. You have bills, some have mortgages, some have, you know, you when you're marrying someone, you're gonna take on their debt. You know, you're gonna take on their mortgage or their their rent um, or their car note that becomes yours as well. You know, and think about this insurance, think about what subscriptions they have, memberships and needs. So you have to think about all these things when you're planning to, Marry someone, you know, in those steps that come up to it, you know,
0: Yeah.
1: and I just wanted to just, you know, read a verse real quick that talks about money, because I know sometimes many people it cling to the money. And I don't want you to be anyone really to be caught up with this money burden and then they end up missing the main focus in a marriage. Um, because money is really, really a big key for some people, right, in a marriage. But I wanted to read uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. And it reads like this. It says, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So when you think about these monies and finance, when thinking about this money and finances, really think about not really longing to be rich, just managing it. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says true wealth is a life of godliness and contentment. So you want to definitely discuss those finances, right?
0: Um, finances, um, piggybacking off what do you what you said. Um it's very important even um with all the responsibilities that you have of this world it's important to know who is the spender and who is the saver in the relationship <laughs> I am definitely the spender
1: Amen to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> But um it's also interesting because um I literally had no no boundaries when um with my when it come, came to my finances um going into um you know, the relationship with Clarence when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. He definitely was um saving, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Big time. <laughs>
0: that was kind of new to me, but I, I actually, now looking back, I really was very careless with it, and I really didn't understand, like, how um saving was important as well. So I definitely respect him a lot more now for it, and I... Um, I value it differently.
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
0: <laughs> okay, so the next point would be um practicing being holy. So when I say practicing being holy, that means um starting your own foundation with each other. So that could be praying together, reading um the books of the Bible together, having a routine where you guys um you know, quote verses to each other or just anything that puts you in that mindset of, um, being in a holy state or a holy manner, because the more you're focused and more fixated on being holy, the less time you have to worry about your sinful nature. And it could be a positive distraction to your flesh.
1: Amen. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, life of holiness devoted to God, you know, ain't nothing better than that. Um, so yeah, especially if you could do it with your partner, like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. that's very helpful. Me and Terry used to read books of the Bible, and then just like write notes on them. Um, before we even married, we were doing that, because mm-hmm. um, Terry wasn't always a believer when we first got together. Mm-hmm. But when, when she became a believer, we were really reading the Word together, and it was very beneficial uh, for them to see the Word of God uh, for themselves as well with you. Um, another, another important step I would say is to discuss life goals, and expectations often. And what I I mean by this is do not wait until your wedding day to discuss whether you all desire to have children or how many.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's like that's not something important. that you want to wait.
0: And a lot of people end up um divorcing because of that because they never discuss right um, whether they wanted to have kids or not. That
1: is so true. So you definitely want to discuss these things often and early as you can. Right? Don't feel weird when you want to discuss about having children or not. Don't feel like that because. If you're, I mean, of course, gauge where you are in your relationship. If, don't come on the first day and say, hey, so you want to have kids? That's kind of weird, you know? Like, let's be real. It's kind of weird. But, hey, if you're there and they're with it, go ahead. Um, because these are serious questions. And many people thinking that, oh, they're a good person. They're right for me. And then you don't have the same life goals and expectations. They don't want children. You may want children. They want six kids. You may want one. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it may be. So you should ask these things um, early and not wait in the wedding day, uh, of course, you um, or leading up to marriage, I should say, right? Um, you should talk about your sexual expectations, your needs, and your wants. You know, if this person is uh, interested in certain positions or if they're interested in certain things in a bedroom, or you should discuss these things. You know, you should really discuss um, their sexual expectations because you don't want to go there um, on honeymoon or later on in life and you're in unfamiliar positions because of sexual differences and of course you can work these things out right i was gonna say you can always
0: work on it together Uh, marriage is always about compromising so even if you feel uncomfortable with some things that your partner might like you know you gotta think like what is the in, in the best interest for both of us you know how can we both be you know pleasured or satisfied right so
1: yeah like these are things you should definitely talk about um for those sexual expectations um after you all become married, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it, you can always, and you will evolve. You know, things will change as far as you all for sexual desires, um, needs. You know, when you get older, your sexual drive and desires are maybe different than when you were first married and younger. So this this will this this will come with time and with change. But it's good to just talk about that. Bring it to the table for sure.
0: Right. I agree. So the next step, um, I would like to discuss is looking for a church together. I think that is very important, especially, um, you know, just to have a unit, uh, unity coming together and fellowshipping with other people. That is very important. So if you two are like dating and you're transitioning your fiancés now, um, I think that is very important even if you aren't proposed to you guys should discuss that and try looking for a church together because if one person um grew up in the church or say like clarence so mm-hmm. he grew up in his grandfather's church um very traditional and i ended up tagging along with him instead of us um actually establishing our own you know fellowshipping place of worship Together and that kind of caused conflict between, um, you know, us going to church. Yeah, do you want to add on to that, or
1: yeah, definitely? Yeah, I agree, um, with this uh step, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's very key, like, when it comes to finding a church together it's just as serious as moving out and finding your own home together right cuz when you get married usually you get your own place whether that's an apartment a home a condo town home whatever it may be you moving in pre- pretty much probably out of your parents home now and you're getting a home together or from your own personal home and you're getting a home with your spouse now and you, you you're learning how to live together now right it's just as serious to find a church home together it and for spiritual needs right Mm -hmm. you want to find a church where terry was kind of my shadow under my grandfather's church right because they know me since i was born
0: so i just took that right and you know it was under him i never identified as an individual of you know just being a woman of god or you know whatever my interest was in a church i never got to um discover or explore that for myself
1: Right. And if I went to your church, I would have kinda of been like Terry's shadow. Mm-hmm. They'd just see me as, Oh, that's that's Terry's husband, you know. But the difference is like when you get your own when you get a church home together, you both can establish who you are without like trying to gel all these other previous memories the church members may have of you, but you're learning a new environment together to grow mm-hmm. spiritually aside from others. Perspectives and you're just learning and growing together. It's a fresh start, just like a new home together. So I, I find if you can find a church home like that together, go ahead, pursue it. But if you find that one of your church homes is very well fit for you all, by any means, of course, stay there, continue to grow, you know? Um, there's no problem with that at all. Yeah,
0: it's just something to
1: look into. Right, and along those lines of church, uh, the next step I going to talk about is ministry. Um, this is very key. Uh, you should know how you always serve God in their beliefs, right? Um, Make sure your partner understands your view on the Bible, God, and how you will honor them, how you will honor him, you know what I mean? Your partner should know what you believe about God in the Bible. You should know these differences um, that you all may have and discuss those, study those together, right? Become aligned you want to make sure you're on one accord with this and that your spouse understands you serving so much or how and where and where you're going to have time for um them, you know, and whatever that case may be and what you want to do for God if it's out there in street evangelism or if it's out there helping and feeding the homeless and going to the nursing home wherever it may be uh, they, they need to know that and know your expectations and going so that there will be no, you know, you don't want to have those moments where they're like, well, you never told me you want to do so much of this. You never told me. They'll know your passions. They'll know you want to do missionary missionary work in other countries. They'll know. And you all can come and agree and just bring these things up. And that's good to do before marriage, in my opinion, for Christians or those seeking godly marriage. I wanted to read so that you don't basically even have those differences in views. Um, between one another that is very good to have i wanted to read a verse um it's from matthew chapter 12 it's verses 25 through 26 and it reads like this it says jesus knew their thoughts and replied any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed a town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart and if satan is casting out satan he is divided and fighting against himself, his own kingdom would not survive. So, basically, where I read this verse, the reason why I read this verse is to let you know that basically, if you're having these differences and beliefs, you're not going to stand. If a family is broken up with these differences, mm-hmm. that, that, that kingdom, that home, that town, that family would it's not gonna stand, always cause it's going to crumble, right? So, you need to discuss those ministry differences and those beliefs in the Bible so that you could be yoked well. And grow together and not be divided and weighing one another down,
0: I agree, and it doesn 't always have to be about what that person wants to do in ministry. You guys could it's it's good to discuss because you guys can come together as one and do ministry together That's as well true. that is true, so in the past, me and Clarence have um you know we've um went to the homeless and we fed them food, um, talked about Jesus, of course, talked about the Bible. And it's just interesting to see and um, see everyone's story and how they got there to where they be, where they um, they ended up. And it was very genuine. So I definitely think um, just being open with your partner about what you want to do. It Mm -hmm. could align with what they have in mind, too. So
1: that is true. Very good.
0: So, another um, step would be um, definitely I the like biggest that. one is premarital counseling. Oh, yeah, I would definitely recommend that for any Christian couple mm-hmm. and any person that is not saved too. I feel like it's a, it's a great step, especially mm-hmm. if you... Um, you value your relationship and you're very serious about it and you want it to succeed, I definitely would recommend um, premarital counseling. When Clarence and I went to premarital counseling, we learned a lot about each other and it got us to open open up more um, about one another and how we grew up.
1: Yeah, very true. And that's so good. Um, I agree 110% because premarital counseling... Well, basically, do what we're kind of doing now, just bringing up some of those steps and just helping you understand um, and talk about what you may not talk about on a day- daily basis with a counselor in, in finances and sexual desires and just so many avenues that you may miss um, in, with your partner to ask before getting married. So, yeah, it's very good, very beneficial. And they usually have textbooks and material and homework for you all to go through. Uh, Together, so I find that very beneficial for anyone seeking marriage. So, for me, a bonus what I like to share is to the men. So, men, I want to tell you go and seek your wife, man. Don't feel bad at all, okay? That is a good thing to do. Proverbs 18, verse 22 says, The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. Some version says finds a good thing. So I want to let you know, don't be afraid to search for the woman you're looking for. The key word in this verse says finds, which means you have to be searching and looking, man. Okay. And I don't mean just search for any old woman but for one who aligns with the word of God, okay? Do not be afraid, man. Go out there, search and seek for the woman of God, which some would say aligns with that Proverbs 31 woman. So go ahead, man. Seek it with all your heart, all your might, and pray that the Lord brings you that one, you know? So just wanted to share that. And everything we share with you all um, it's just a guide and steps we believe to help with those seeking godly marriage. And... Um, we pray this has been beneficial to you all and a blessing. And yeah.
0: Yes. Um, I just want to leave this verse with you. It's from uh, the chapter of Hebrews 13, verse four. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: If you have anything that you took from this podcast, please comment or reach out to us through our Instagram at Ministry underscore.
1: May God bless you as you follow the way.